Welcome, welcome, welcome to podcast number 16. Are you worried about what's going to happen now that Donald Trump is our president-elect? Good. I am too. Today, on today's podcast, we're going to discuss this. We're going to discuss the protests in California and Chicago and around the country. Things like the Electoral College, the fact that Donald Trump won the election. Uh, A lot of people are up in arms about this. A lot of people are worried. And I got to tell you, I am too. I'm not, uh, I'm not fully on board. I'm not uh, enthusiastic about a Donald Trump presidency. I think it presents a lot of problems. I think we have a lot of issues. I think we have a lot of things that we are going to need to do as Americans to offset the crazy weirdness that's about to start taking place in our Oval Office. I think it's less crazy and less weird than it could have been but still crazy and weird nonetheless. So today, Michael and I got into another discussion. I fired up the recorder on the iPhone. We were watching some videos of some protesters in the office and decided just to just to roll with it, just record another podcast. It's so easy to do it when you're just in in your own element and in your own in your own joint and you just start rolling and recording, you know, a podcast right there of just kind of a natural conversation. So without any further ado, Let's get this show on the road. Thank you for listening to the Derek Ogden Podcast. Remember, I'll keep it short and sweet, but you can hit repeat. And don't forget to floss. Alright, I'm glad we're doing this. I think we should make this a habit. Office podcasts, podcasting from work because we have jobs. <laughs> you know, one of our discussions here, uh, right before the election, was like, "What, what the hell are we going to talk about after the election?" And uh, as it turns out, there's plenty of material to talk about. And right now, what's happening is uh, the the protest, the hey ho, Trump has got to go. Um, there are, uh, the indigenous Trump resistance that says deport Trump. I, I, I don't know why the Native American collective, like groups would be against Trump when, um, the Obama administration has been, uh, you know, the whole pipeline situation. Have you looked into any of that, Michael? A little Was bit. it Standing Rock? Not enough to a draft, in honest opinion. I mean, it. me either. Um, I've just been really focused on on the election and, and the House and the Senate and you know all the different elections going on in the country because there really hasn't been much that I could do. I'm not, you know, I can't jump on a plane and fly out to Standing Rock. I've got a business to run, but the protests that have been going on there, the the journalists that have been jailed and all that stuff over that situation, that's all been going on while Obama was president. I mean, he hasn't, like, really intervened in any of that. So there's corporate interest involved with the whole Standing Rock thing. I I don't really know who the corporation is or any of that stuff, but here's the, uh, here's uh, the indigenous resistance setting a, uh, like a big pinata, like paper mache Trump head 
uh, they just like set it on fire in the middle of the street. Then they all started kick. Well, and a couple of them started kicking it, and then they, some of the other protesters started getting uh, burning embers all over them because they were kicking the thing. And you know, I, I, I think probably more uh, more Democrats, uh, more more liberals get uh, get hurt in their own pro- protests because they don't understand uh, chemistry or, or physics. If you kick a burning pinata, it's going to throw ash all over everybody. Burning ash. <laughs> But the footage is pretty good. Um, and then here's a guy. This guy's good. In the streets, they're burning flags. They're standing on buses. They're writing swear words all over buses. It's not helping. Uh, this isn't. This is not helping. I, I wanted Hillary to win more than anybody. So this guy's a Hillary supporter, and he's talking to a uh, CNN, uh, you know, man on the street kind of thing. This is in Chicago. Uh, 10 o'clock last night, 10.04 Central Time last night, and he is basically yelling that, you know, the, the, the protests aren't doing anything. The protests don't have a goal. So here, so here he is. We'll, we'll continue here. Anybody, and to stand out here and to not have a call to action and not be specific, that's why we're, that's why we're here where we are now, because we haven't been talking about policy, because we have Now, there, while he's standing there talking, so he's talking about, he's talking about the protest needs to have a, they need to be specific, and they need to be, uh, they need to have like a call to action is what he's saying. Uh, there, there really isn't a call to action. And then if you see this guy walks up behind, you know, this, this guy's in a Guy Fox mask. You see it? Walks up behind him here. <laughs> this oh, guy's wow. wearing a Guy Fox mask. I don't think that guy knows who Guy Fox is. Anyway, um, so we'll continue. Haven't been being specific because we've been talking about um, uh, things that don't matter, things that uh, about personality, not policy, and there needs to be a call to action. And I need Hillary to stand up right now and walk in and sue the United States of America <laughs> and say, "Back when black people- sue him." Okay, so this is a white guy talking to a black news anchor, and he's saying that he thinks that Hillary needs to go in, walk in. To where I'm not sure, but he, Hillary needs to walk right in and sue the United States of America. So I'm not really exactly sure what his thing is. So he's saying that the protests are going on. He wanted Hillary to win. He's obviously very upset that Trump won the election, and he's saying that the that the protest, the protesters need to stop writing swear words and things and you know, smearing doo-doo on the walls or whatever they're doing out there, and they need to have a specific goal, they need to have a call to action. And his recommended call to action is Hillary needs to stand, needs to walk in to an undisclosed location thus far and sue the United States of America. So we'll let him continue. (laughs) Couldn't, right, they couldn't vote, right? How many years ago your vote would have been one-third? Guess what, today it still is. All right, so apparently the, this guy is now telling uh, the black gentleman with the microphone that um, his vote is still only one, worth one-third. So his, his vote doesn't count because he's black. Today, right now, it still is. So you don't feel like this was a fair election because it looks like Donald Trump won fair and square. Okay, so now here's the, here's the uh, CNN anchor says, you know, Trump won fair and square. And then the, the next question coming up is fantastic. Here we go. How did he win fair and square? Hillary had more votes. More human beings voted for Hillary. This isn't fair. 
We didn't get one vote. You didn't get a vote. It's just like back in the day when your vote was one third. So the electoral college, you're somebody who wants to blow that up. You want to get rid of the electoral college. Just count the votes. It's ridiculous. Hillary, you're a lawyer. Walk in. Go to the Supreme Court. I believe in you, Hillary. I've been to Rwanda. I've been to your hospital in Rwanda. Okay. All right. So let, let's hold off there just for a second. So Obama won both the popular vote and the Electoral College against Romney. I can almost guarantee you had... Romney won the popular vote, and Obama had won the electoral vote, that there would have been conservatives screaming their heads off that we should get rid of the electoral college. But it doesn't make them any less dumb for doing so. All right? So, like, I, I understand the frustration. Um, so there was now, there was uh, 2004 and 1988, where the president was elected based on electoral votes, and they lost the popular vote. Frustration stems from that, and I understand why. Just say, let's burn this mother down, <laughs> because the, one election didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, is kind of silly. The electoral, the electoral college was installed by our founding fathers in the Constitution to make sure that Highly populated states didn't overrun the, roly, the, the lowly populated states, okay? Just like we have equal representation in our bicameral house, we have two senators to each state, and then Congress, uh, the, the House of Representatives, are there to represent the people by district, by population, okay? So we have this division between equal state representation and the representation of the people by population is in our bicameral house. And the Electoral College does the same freaking thing. And that's why sometimes the popular vote doesn't win the presidency. So all that being said, so these people are out there protesting. So this guy suggests that the best way to handle this would be to have Hillary Clinton walk into an undetermined location, I guess the Capitol building or maybe the White House. Maybe he wants her to walk into the White House and just say, I sue you! Because that's what he's saying this, the specific the call to action of this protest should be. Well, here's, here's, a, uh, here's a suggestion. If you want to have a protest, I'll give you a way to protest. I don't think Trump should be trusted with the power of our Oval Office right now. I don't trust the guy. I voted for him. I'll admit it. I voted for him. I think we're going to be better off over the next four years with him as president than we will be with Hillary as president, you know, because of appointments and, you know, Supreme Court. And uh, we're much better off long term, I think. Uh, I think that our, you know, economy will do better with him kind of steering the boat a little bit. But I think it's going to be really good. The, the people that he has around him is going to be really good, uh, his, his appointments. But... I don't think he should be trusted with the power that currently goes along with our Oval Office. I mean, it's, it's one of those situations where you're like, I mean, I voted for the guy, but, I mean, he just has way too much power. 
And it's not even just the Oval Office. It's the, it's the Senate. It's the House of Representatives. It's all these people. It's, it's basically just Washington, D.C. has too much power. And obviously, with all the protests and stuff, it really doesn't co-align with what they're thinking. So. They feel the same way I do. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're... You might they're, have different reasoning of why you feel that way, but yeah, it, it's... Essentially, it's the same thing. I mean, my, my perception of it is obviously different from theirs. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, get to the, I, I didn't get to the point where I distrusted Trump enough to go vote for Hillary because I distrusted her more. But the real reason this is such a big deal is because Washington, D.C. has so much power over all of our lives. Yeah, but the, the Electoral College has been there forever. Al Gore lost because of the Electoral College. That was the first time it happened. Yeah, 2004. And I, I don't recall... I was younger. I was like 16. I don't remember them acting like that. No. Okay. No, they didn't do it then. I mean, but, I mean, if Mitt Romney had won the, if Mitt Romney had won the popular vote and lost the Electoral College in 2012, I mean, you got to know. I mean, there were enough people out there, and, and I'll admit, there were enough conservatives out there that were just pissed off enough if he had won the Electoral College and Mitt Romney had won the popular vote, I'll be the first one to admit, there would have been a bunch of dumb Republicans out there saying, hey, let's get rid of the Electoral College. It, it would happen that way, too. Because, yeah. I mean, people tend to get butt hurt when things don't go their way, especially if it's there's... Sore, lo sore losers, in, I, my, in my opinion. I mean, sore, sore losers sore in a way, losers. yes. But, but let's take this energy and put it so towards something productive. So you're out in the street in Chicago... You're screaming at a black guy uh, that his vote doesn't count um, while he's asking you questions you don't know the answers to, and you're getting you're, you're, you're building in your frustration instead of relieving it. Why don't we take all these people and instead of you know Katy Perry's out there talking about how we're going to have a revolution? I don't know what she's going to. I guess she's going to write a song about it. It's. I don't know if she actually writes songs. Does she write songs? I don't think so, no. Well, she's probably going to pay somebody to write a song about it, about her frustrations, maybe? I don't know. Mm. If it was Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift would write her own she song. She still doesn't have a high school diploma, by the way. Oh, no kidding. Okay, you're very... Well, I mean, it just... Cheers. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I actually have... Uh, you know, my best friend doesn't have a high school diploma. He doesn't even have his GED. He's like one of the smartest, like, badass people I've ever met. <laughs> Agreed, but is he? But is he Katie, his political sway? Across no, the he's no. no. The guy. I mean, the guy has boats and planes and trains and bicycles and houses and does a, does very well for himself. But just, uh, just I, I think it's just just work ethic and street smarts that he has. But yeah, most likely. But uh, Katy Perry has none of that. She's a useless individual. She's, she's using her fame to basically sway opinions and almost cause turmoil. I mean, oh, yeah. it's right or don't stand for this. I, I forget. Yeah, don't 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 sit down. Don't weep. Don't whatever. You got to like. You have to move. Move on. Okay. So let's take that attitude. Let's take that uh, that idea. Trump is going to be president. Pr Trump is the president elect. You don't like it. To be quite honest with you, I don't like it. So instead of going out and
burning down in Chicago or San Francisco or whatever town that you're in where there's a large population of people who voted for Hillary and are pissed off about it. And here's the other question. Where the hell were these people when, when she screwed Bernie Sanders out of the nomination for the DNC? Like, where, where were these people when, when Debbie Wasserman Schultz was exposed as just an absolute dirtbag and that Hillary was colluding with her and Hillary immediately hired her to come run. They just went, oh, well, that's the system. But now the, the same system that, the, the, well, the, our Constitution basically allowed for low-population states to not be overrun by the high-population states like California and Illinois and whatever. It kind of makes sense because demographically, your opinion can be swayed and changed depending on where you live. Absolutely, you know, it's nature, nature versus nurture. Your your environment around you is going to is going to be what develops your political views. Yeah. You know, and then depending on how how motivated you are to learn about politics, you know, my parents were fairly conservative. I would I would put them on the scale as solid conservative, right? Me? I've gone way beyond and outside the bounds of what I learned from my parents because I had an interest in politics. It actually interested me. My dad ran a business. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. They had their things that they were focused on. Me? I like history. I like reading. I like being, you know, familiar with and understanding how politics works. So my, my opinions are very different from that with which I was raised. Uh, but a lot of these people, you know, go into college, they go into, I used to get thrown out of class because <laughs> I would just argue with everybody. You know, I would argue with the professor. I would argue with my high school civics, civics teacher. I would argue about, you know, what got us out of the Great Depression. Oh, FDR and the New Deal. Well, World War II kind of happened there and helped out a lot when Rosie the Riveter was working in the factories and unemployment was freaking zero. And... We were basically working in the, the military-industrial complexes. What pulled us out of the Great Depression just as much as anything else did. But FDR gets all the credit for it because politically that works for the liberal media. The politically that works for the, the progressive movement, basically, that's been going on in our country for the last 100, 100 or so years. So back to these protests. So we have these protests that are going on. Everybody's mad that Donald Trump is president. There really isn't anything you can do about that. I saw a, a guy that I went to high school with posted on Facebook. Well, the electors in the elector in the electoral college could choose in December to not elect Donald Trump and elect Hillary instead. And I'm like, yeah, that's a really quick way f to generate a massive amount of social unrest. Like if you want civil civil unrest and so like people protesting or whatever like that's it pull a bait and switch like that yeah. and then now you got a problem okay yeah. um but the 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 electors should do what they're supposed to do according to the structure of the electoral college okay and look and see what the people voted for in their areas and vote accordingly right that's what they should do good bad or indifferent that's what they should do but if you don't like the fact that Donald Trump is president, explain to me why. He's a misogynist, he's a racist, he's sexist, he's out of control, he's got a short temper, whatever it might be. All the different things that I was concerned about when I went and voted for Donald Trump, a lot of those same issues that I have, 
or, or a lot of the issues, if you list it on the, on, if a, if a Democrat sits down and lists out all the problems and concerns they have with the Donald Trump presidency, a lot of those concerns move over to my side. I don't think the guy's a racist. He's never been called a racist until he actually ran for president. I don't think the guy is a, a you know, a, a sexist. I think he's a womanizer. I think he's a billionaire playboy. I think he's grown up uh, with every opportunity in the world. And I think he's done a fairly good job with his businesses, bankruptcy or or not. The guy flies around on, a, on his own jet. You don't you don't get that from being broke. A, a couple a couple million bucks from your dad. Yeah. Okay. I mean the, the money that his dad loaned him would not pay for his plane. Okay. So he's obviously taken that and turned it into something big. He's if you've ever been to Mar-a-Lago. Or if you've ever been to any of his golf courses or neighborhoods or anything that which which I do on a regular basis, going and working, you know, doing jobs there and working there, you'll see a a, a rainbow of diversity. I mean, there's people from every walk of life, uh, and high positions, low positions, you name it. There is no racial classification that you can tell. You know, the guy. Running the hotel could be a black guy, and the guy doing the gardening could be a white guy. I mean, there is no caste system that's established with any of the Trump organizations that I've been able to see. He's never been called a racist until he ran for president. So I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. I'm not worried about the sexism stuff. I mean, look at his daughter. I mean, Ivanka is running the company. I mean, he, he's empowered her as much as he's empowered any of his sons. So, long story short, there's a lot of things that I have a problem with Donald Trump with. His policies on trade, separatist views on things that have just come from his rhetoric. That all concerns me. So, what do we do about it? The guy's president. If Hillary was president, we would be concerned about Hillary being president. But luckily, that didn't happen. Because if that did happen, none of these people protesting on the street would have any concern about any of it. So here's the positive thing that that could come out of this if they would stop, you know, just setting random stuff on fire and spreading doo-doo on the walls, okay? <laughs> if those people organized themselves and went to their state legislatures, if instead of burning things down in Los Angeles, yeah, go to Sacramento and push your state legislature to sign on to the Convention of States. Why don't we decentralize the power in our government, take power away from the president, take power away from Donald Trump, scale back his responsibilities as president, make constitutional amendments around Congress, around the Senate. That's all red right now. We've got the president, we, the Republicans have the Oval Office, they have the Senate, and they have the House of Representatives. How scary is that for the Hillary supporters? That's a pretty bad situation. So why don't we all band together, conservatives and, and liberals alike, and go for this convention of states and take power away from all three of those divisions of Congress? Yeah, so you need 34 states. I've talked about it before. You need 34 states. You have a convention. You make a constitutional amendments. You get term limits in Congress. You take the appointment of the Senate back to your state legislatures. 
where the states just appoint. And they can hire and fire their senators as needed. And take power away from the president. It's, it's, not a, it's not a difficult thing to do. And I think if all these protesters were really putting their time towards something productive, okay? Now, the organizers, the people that are putting these protests together, don't want any of that. They don't want any of that. They don't want them to actually go and put something together. Because if they're out in the street burning stuff, throwing garbage cans through Starbucks windows, <laughs> it, if they're out there doing that stuff, they can keep them entertained and they can keep them on the plantation. They can keep everybody occupied, like Occupy Wall Street mm -hmm. and these stupid OccupyDemocrats.com websites. They can keep everybody occupied. I'm the guy saying, let's get, let's get you together. Let's get you organized and do something legally. Let's do something that actually changes something for good and permanently. Yeah, because right now they're not getting anything accomplished. They're not doing anything. They're just making themselves look like idiots. And I, and I will fight for their constitutional right to do so. I'm not saying that, they should, that, that you know, they should be arrested. I'm not saying that they should be jailed. I'm not saying any of that stuff. They're out there for a reason. They're out there because they're pissed off. What I'm saying is <laughs> protest through a convention of states. Take that pissed off energy and actually do something with it. Right? Do something, man. Yeah. Let's let's all do something and forget about what party you're on. These are Democrats that are pissed off, mm -hmm. and I'm pissed off with them because every four years it's going to come down to the same thing. It's come down to it's going to get worse every four years. This year, according to South Park, we had a giant douche and a turd sandwich to choose between. Like you don't want either one of those people to have too much power, so let's take some power away from the Oval Office and let's do it now. Let's do it this year before Trump has time to do too much damage. Because if you're concerned about him, him doing damage, this is the way to keep it from happening. All right, there you have it. Podcast number 16. If you're out there on the streets protesting, settle down, take a minute, get your brain together, get your thoughts together, think about things that you actually want. Don't go out there and scream at CNN reporters about how they're vote is only worth one-third of a vote because they're black and whatever. Just sit down, read up, understand the Convention of States idea. You can go to conventionofstates.com, check it out, understand it, learn about it. Also, if you want to win a free iPad, we're giving away an iPad at the end of this month. This month, people, it's November 10th, 2016. At the end of November 2016, we're giving away an iPad to a listener who goes to DerekOgden.com forward slash iPad. That's D-E-R-R-E-C-K-O-G-D-E-N.com forward slash iPad. Entry is free. There's some little stuff. You can go like our Facebook page. You can go and like a post or retweet something or whatever, and you can enter to win multiple times. So go on there. Check it out. Do it. We'll see you next time.